Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons to save on your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Kroger makes it easy to save while you shop, whether it's in-store or online, so you get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big on your next purchase. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Alana, and on today's episode, we have a special guest. We have Shelby Sacco coming on to the podcast. She is a habit master. You might know her from her TikTok page, her podcast, Sat Savage, and that whole series and that whole journey for her, but I'm so excited to have her on. You guys know that I've spoken about her and her mindsets and tips and tricks when it comes to habit building, building routines and all of that good stuff on previous episodes, especially any of my habit focused episodes. So I'm super excited to bring her on. We talk about everything from what a habit loop is, habit stacking, the biggest game changers when it comes to revamping your lifestyle, some of the biggest mistakes she sees people make when trying to live a healthier lifestyle or implement new habits. If you're looking to be more consistent with working out and getting movement in, what to do, how to stick to habits when your schedule is constantly changing, all of those good things. So please welcome Shelby onto Morning Ray. So I'm here with Shelby. Shelby, welcome to Morning Ray. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So I always like to start off my podcast with any guest asking them three questions. So who are you? Where are you from? And what is your zodiac sign? I love it. So my name is Shelby Sacco. I'm 26. I'm from Michigan. I actually recently moved to North Carolina and I'm this weekend I'm moving back to Michigan. I'm going back and forth, but I'm from Michigan. I teach healthy habits and routines, how to form them for your mental and your physical health online. I have a business where I teach them and that's like my passion and purpose in life. It's like everything that I love to talk about. And then my zodiac sign, I'm a Pisces and I cannot remember my other two things because my phone's out of storage. I have so many freaking photos and videos (laughs) and I tried to download that app recently and I like literally don't have space for it, but I'm a Pisces and I think I, I really do think I am through and through. Do you follow a lot of astrology or do you just like know a little bit about your sign? I have gotten way more into it recently and I love it. Like ever, I basically started seeing trends of like people that I loved or was attracted to or people that like our energies Mm -hmm. didn't mix or our personalities. And like, it's so interesting to me how there really is a trend in your life once you start learning about it and like Mm -hmm. taking it all in. It's crazy. What are you? I'm a Leo, so I find I'm always attracting Aries energy into my life. Like so many of my friends are Aries or I find – I don't know if this has to do with like compatibility because I know like a few things, but 
my mom is a Virgo, my dad is a Capricorn, and I also find I have a lot of friends or people in my life that are those signs as well. So I don't know if it's because like I'm attracting people that are like my parents, but a lot of my friends are Aries or if I get along super well with someone, it's so weird. They're like all Aries. That's so – I love that. Three of like the people I'm closest to in my life have the exact same birthday. Like it's like I'm like, oh my god, that makes sense. I'm really attracted to Geminis as girls. That's all my friends are Geminis, and then all Pisces, and then all my ex boyfriends are Scorpios. <laughs> so clearly that did not work out well, <laughs> but I was attracted to it. Youngest child Scorpios. I'm like, that's crazy. That's wild. I don't. The only other person I know that I share a birthday with was this guy I went out with a few years ago, and we still just like message each other happy birthday because we have. That's the funny. Same I like that. <laughs> okay. So obviously today we're talking about habits. I swear that is probably my number one asked question and I'm sure it's asked by you even more in your comments and everything. But let's talk about the habit loop and habit stacking because I feel like these are terms that are going to come up a lot in our conversation today and I want to make sure the listeners know. I've explained it a little bit, but I feel like you're better at explaining it. So explain to me, Shelby, what is a habit loop and what is habit stacking? Okay. So I love talking about this stuff. So in a habit loop, you have a cue, a routine, and a reward. And it basically follows that cycle over and over, like if you're picturing a clock, over and over until you form a habit. Now, a cue is basically a time, place. It could be something visual that you see, something that you hear, something that you feel. And that then triggers your routine, which is your habitual behavior. Now, a habitual behavior is essentially like think about muscle memory. It's something that you do without thinking about. It's something that like it's it's your automatic behavior. And then that drives the reward in the habit loop. So your reward is basically your why, what you're getting out of it. For example, if you have a habit of working out, your reward would be a spike in dopamine in the brain. That's driving the habit loop. Mm-hmm. And so the reward and cue in a habit loop are linked. So essentially when you get a cue, so say you your cue is like a visual When you see that cue, your brain actually gets a little taste of the reward and it wants it so bad that that drives the habitual behavior, which drives the habit loop. So a habit loop can be created or it can be changed. I think the biggest misconception when it comes to habits or like the biggest thing that I've seen personally is that a lot of people will say like, I'm going to break this habit or I'm going to break this habit. When in reality, you can change a habit or you can create one, but you can't break one because you've taught your brain that habit loop. That's like my mm-hmm. – I love talking about habits. And then habit stacking. Oh, also the habit loop and habit stacking. They're both taught differently depending on the person that you speak to. I've like been researching habits for years. I love it. And I found certain models or certain things or definitions that I align with more or that I think make more sense when teaching. So I kind of align. So if you've heard of habit loops in a different way, it's because there's different ways of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to habit stacking – The way that I like to explain it is it's essentially taking things that you already do or things that you have to do and then pairing it with something that you get to do or something that you want to do. So an example of that is say you know that you have to clean, whether it's like a full cleaning routine that you have or just knowing you have to put away your laundry once you wash it. Typically people, when we have things that we just normally have to do, it's like, oh, we don't want to do it or we're not really using that time effectively. We can then stack something on top of that and pair it with that action. So for example, when you're doing laundry, you can have it stack by calling a friend or by listening to an audiobook or by listening to a podcast. So basically habit stacking for me is looking in my life at the things that I'm already doing, 
regardless of my day. Like I know I already have to do this. I already have to drive somewhere. I have to make food. I have to shower. And then seeing mm-hmm. what thing I can choose that I want to do that I get to do to do during that time. Okay. I love that. I feel like that was really easy to follow and it allows you to like kind of see the visual in your head. If Say, for example, because I think this is like one of my most asked questions is how do you wake up early? Because I got gained my following from when I had like my 6 a.m. morning routine when I was working a nine to five. And people are always like, how do you wake up earlier? I remember you had, I think it was a habit loop of like changing like how you view like waking up earlier and the habits that you can have instead of like hitting snooze on your alarm. So maybe can we dive into that a little bit? Yes. So I love, I love this topic and this question because there are so many little things that go into waking up earlier. And it really, based on the person, like everyone, when it comes to habits in general, everyone has a different like upbringing, different environment that they're raised in, different qualities they have, different experiences that impact forming habits. And so when it comes to talking about waking up early, there's like, I have so many things that I could say that I think, say you have 10 people listening, they all 10 might have a different one that's like, oh my God, that Mm -hmm. might be it. That works for me. So I started waking up earlier as my actually my first habit that I ever formed, waking up earlier and going on a walk. And so I was looking at my habit loop for waking up. If we put that in the habit loop, my cue would be my alarm going off. My routine was always snoozing my alarm. I literally would sleep until the absolute last second that I could. I'd be like sleeping mm-hmm. on my morning meetings. Like literally like my, um, my Teams is up and I'm the last one in the call because I'm literally back asleep. And then my reward for that, when I think about it to myself, I'm like, okay, maybe I think I'm helping myself out. Maybe I think I'm tired and I need to sleep. So looking at it that way, when it comes to creating the habit of waking up earlier, you kind of want to set it up like that. Your cue is going to be the time that your alarm is going off and then figure out what your routine is. If right now you don't have a problem with snoozing your alarm or sleeping in, then we're going to get to like how you actually work down in a different way in a moment. But the first thing that I had to do to help myself start waking up earlier was I knew I had that habitual behavior so engraved in my brain of reaching over and snoozing my alarm. So I changed that habit and instead of reaching over and snoozing my alarm, I'd reach over, drink a glass of water, and then that was my new habit loop for waking up so that I was setting myself up for success. I already had that hand motion of like going over and reaching for my phone. So reaching for water was really easy. Another thing that that allowed me was time to actually wake up and make a conscious decision to get up and get out of bed. I started by just having like an open glass of water next to my bed. So like I had to sit up to drink it or I'd spill myself. I recently, (laughs) I guess not recently, a year ago I got cats and that did not work anymore. I'd wake up with water (laughs) everywhere all the time. I was like, oh my gosh. So now I have an actual water bottle that actually it's this one that can still spill the little Stanley cup and they actually knock this over all the time. (laughs) I'm like, this is hefty. I'm like, how are you guys doing this? Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) Cute boss. We have the same water bottle. Um, but so that's how I started working on being done snoozing my alarm. And that obviously helps set myself up for success when it comes to waking up earlier because I'm actually waking up to my alarms. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to actually waking up earlier, there's a few things, a few ways to look at the habit loop. So number one, I think the biggest mistake that everybody makes right off the bat is being like, okay, I wake up at 8.30 a.m. right now. I want to wake up early. I'm going to wake up at 6.30. And it's like you're you're putting your body in this position where it's going to fail because that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You can't consistently go every single day with like two less hours of sleep. That's wild. But I think that's what everyone does. And I'm saying that as myself and yeah. all the phases that I'm like, I'm going to be a morning person and then could never do it. It's because I wasn't setting myself up for success. So the first thing that I would say is if you want to start waking up earlier, look at what your cue is. So what time are you currently waking up? And build down just 15 to 20 minutes earlier. At most, I would say go 15 to 30 minutes earlier than you currently wake up. 
And then looking at your nighttime routine, because if you're waking up a little bit earlier, you want to start helping yourself slowly go to bed a little bit earlier, looking at your nighttime routine and saying, okay, right now I go to bed at two. Again, it would be, you'd set yourself up for failure if you said, I'm going to bed at 10. Your body's not used to that. Your body will literally be like, no, I'm not. Right? Mm -hmm. So just say, okay, 15 minutes earlier, 15 to 30 minutes earlier, I'm going to be in bed. I'm going to put my phone down by this set time. Right? So you're slowly making a gradual adjustment that your body can adjust to that you can actually keep consistent. Now, there are people that teach a schedule when it comes to forming habits, and I actually love the schedule. So what it is is the first week that you're forming a new habit, after you're done with it, you get yourself a small reward, like a book, flowers. I bought myself socks. I'm pretty sure for the first year of forming habits, every time it was socks, I had the most obnoxious amount of just like (laughs) plain normal socks. Um, It's so funny. I I would get so embarrassed of my socks because I'm one of six kids, and so I always Mm -hmm. had like mismatch, and I'm like, I'm just going to stock up now. And then after, (laughs) do you have a big family? No, but my parents would always get me the Puma Costco socks and I was always too lazy to match them up. So they were always just like mix matched or I had like socks before from like Walmart with different colored heels and toes. Like they were white with colored heels and toes. And I just like always had them not matched. So I like finally now have all like Aritzia DNA white socks. Oh my God. And it feels so much better. Yeah. I, I literally had like the justice socks with like watermelons or like oh unicorns because like my little sisters, <laughs> like I was like, this is so bad. But so you, you do a week and then you get a small reward. Then after two more weeks, so that's three weeks total, but two more weeks since your last reward, you get yourself a bigger reward, like something like a workout set or like say the Stanley water bottle or something that you really want, you know? And so that helps you mm-hmm. form a habit because when we kind of bopping back to when I talked about the habit loop, the reward is what's driving the habit loop, right? It's what's teaching your brain the habit and wanting it and associating it with the cue, which then gets associated with the routine. So if you're giving yourself a physical reward when you're trying to form a new habit, you're just helping yourself strengthen that pathway. So that's one thing that I would suggest for waking up early, letting yourself slowly, gradually work down, and then also being able to look and slowly shift your nighttime routine so that you can set yourself up for success. When I did it, I went from I started waking up. I literally wake up at like 9 a.m. for work at 9 a.m. because I work from home. <laughs> I went and I started waking up. Uh, honestly, I did like an hour jump, which was crazy. But also I was already starting at like zero seconds before work. So I didn't think it was too wild. But I started mm-hmm. waking up an hour earlier and going on a daily walk and using that time for that. And then over the course of I think a year – wait, let me think of the timeline – About a year and like two months, I went from that 8 a.m. time to 5.20 a.m. So I was slowly, slowly building down when I felt ready and when I felt like my body had adjusted so that I could be successful. Now, there are also other things that you can do. I think those two habit loops that I was just talking about, I think those are the most important or like the biggest Mm -hmm. things that people struggle with. But there are other things that you can do. Like for example, if you like thinking about yourself and your choices – In your habits, when you wake up in the morning, what's the thing that's preventing you from getting out of bed or from waking up early? Is it that your room's really cold and you don't want to get out of bed? For that, I'll tell people to leave a bathrobe or a sweatshirt on the ground next to their bed so they can literally pick it up and put it on and they're warm, they can get out of bed. Um, If it's that you go, when you wake up, you scroll on your phone and like you're just in bed scrolling, I tell people put your phone on the ground and kind of throw it like as far as the charger can go so that you have to literally get out of bed to get it. And then from there, just go walk to the bathroom. I'll say go pee, put cold water on your face, but you're up and you're moving. And that kind of gets your day going. Another thing is I have an automatic light bulb. I Well, I've had an automatic light bulb for the last 
maybe three years and I love it. It was like $80 for two on Amazon, but mine's lasted for like three years. I'm like, that's worth it. At first I was like, okay, this is a huge reward for myself, but now I'm like, okay, I love this. But I also recently got a hatch and I love it because I'm a basement child. So I was raised in the basement for like my whole, not raised in the basement, my room was in the basement. I should really be careful (laughs) when I say that because people will always be like, why were you put in the basement? I'm like, no, no, my room was just down there because I'm one of six. I'm like, we, we didn't have that many options. Um, yeah. But I'm so used to sleeping in the dark. Like if it's dark, I can sleep for days. And so having the automatic light bulb that would turn on at 520 a.m. So it's bright in my room. For me, it made it so much easier to get up and to wake up when that light was already on. So for anyone listening, mm-hmm. kind of think about these options and just be like, oh, maybe that will work for me. Now, I teach a six-week class, and one of the things that I teach in the class is for any habit, but for this one specifically, you might try something and be like, oh, like this is it. This is me, the answer, and then it does absolutely nothing, and that doesn't mean that you failed. It just means like you're one step closer to figuring out what's going to work for you, and you have to try something else. So like I had a woman that was in my class one time talking about how she was trying to wake up earlier, and she was just shifting her alarm down, and it wasn't working, and she was getting so frustrated, and on the third week of trying – she realized that her room was essentially set up to like keep her toddler who would like come in and sleep with her asleep. Like it had a sound machine. It had the curtains closed. It had like a light fan. Like all of these things that were keeping the toddler asleep were actually keeping her asleep. Mm-hmm. So then she turned off the little toddler sound machine, had the blinds open. And then I think she did one more thing and she was able to wake up and that was what her problem was. So the more that you start trying new things, the more you're going to get clarity on like what the next step is for you personally. Sorry, that was like a very long answer for that question. Oh my God. No, I love that. I personally, I mean, some people will argue against this. I don't put my like shades down when I sleep. I just have like these like clear curtains that like block out anyone being able to actually see in, but it lets light in so that I can wake up with the sunrise and it's a lot less harsh. Some people are like, no, then that ruins your quality of sleep. But oh, I, never I find that. that helped me a lot. I don't know. Everyone's always like you sleep in like a dark room and I'm like it's dark enough I it gets pretty dark in my apartment so (laughs) I found that helps I like that in Michigan I can sleep with my blinds up and I always do I get up like because winter's so weird in Michigan it's been like basically dark when I was there till like eight o'clock or eight a.m so it was like okay this isn't gonna help me out but in the summer that is really nice I know some people have apartments so they can't do that but I like the solution with the, the curtains that still don't let people see in yeah, because I live I live in Toronto, so our winters are even worse. Oh yeah, oh my God, yeah, I'm <laughs> preaching to the choir. <laughs> it literally oh we're so close. I know it gets in the winter. The days are so short; it's so hard to get out in the morning. I feel like a hatch alarm, or I have smart bulbs in my light that's in my bedroom. If I were to set that up with Alexa to go on in the morning. I'm surprised she actually didn't go off. I feel like that might help. It is. It's so nice. It's such a game changer because when you wake up and it's already bright, it's just like, oh, I'm up. Like every time I'm just like, I'm awake. My cats wake up now. If you have animals, it's like a blessing and a curse because my cats will wake up the second that the light goes on and they're like a backup, backup alarm for me. Like one of my cats, my cats are amazing. He does not bite unless I'm dead asleep. And then all of a sudden in the morning, like when he wants to be fed, he's like, wake up and he'll literally bite my arm. I'm like, what? Only one of them. (laughs) I learned allegedly it means that they like – your cat loves you if it like bites you like that when you're sleeping because it wants to make sure you didn't die because you're not moving. But Mm. I'm actually like a thousand percent sure it's because he's ready to be fed. 
Like he's like, this is my time to get like my wet food now. I'm like, okay. It could be both. You never know. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Okay. So after like morning routines and such, I think the next thing that I'm always asked, and so I want your take on it, is how to be consistent with working out. So many people try to go from not working out at all to working out. They set this goal of like five to six times a week I'm going to work out, and then obviously it doesn't really last much longer than one or two weeks. So using habit loops, habit stacking, any other tips and tricks for someone who's looking to be more consistent with working out and integrating that into their lifestyle, what would you recommend them to do? Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. If you've been listening for the pod for a while, you would know that I'm on a mission to learn another language. And that is why I have been using Rosetta Stone. They are one of the most trusted language learning programs available on both desktop and as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. They are a trusted expert for learning languages for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages being offered everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Japanese, It also has fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone really immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's very intuitive. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's really designed for long-term retention. You're not just going to learn something and then forget it if you're not constantly practicing. What I love is they also have the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent and you can make sure that you're pronouncing everything as you should. It's very convenient and it has amazing value with a lifetime membership to all 25 languages. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Thank you, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. The weather is getting warmer And sometimes life gets busy in the summer months, and that is where factors no prep, no mess meals come into play. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Head to factormeals.com slash Alana50 and use code Alana50 for 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Alana50 at factormeals.com slash Alana50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor Meals, for sponsoring this week's episode of Morning Ray. I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and... That can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with seeds DS01 is daily symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25 Alana to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of seeds DS01 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25 Alana. Thank you seed for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My number one recommendation would be starting small and starting with walking, especially if you want to create the habit of working out. So what I personally did is I woke up a little bit earlier to start going on a daily walk. I'd been really at that time in my life when I started learning about habits and forming habits. I'd been at a really bad place with my mental and my physical health. I'd been gaining a lot of weight. Um, I didn't fit in any of my clothes. I was dealing with a lot of insecurities and negative thoughts. And so I thought working out five days a week would solve all my problems, which now in retrospect that I couldn't have been more like wrong. It's not all about your physical Mm -hmm. appearance. But 
what I had done in the past was I'd force myself to like run a mile and then I'd be like sick to my stomach. And I like, I know you like running. I'm not, a, I'm not the best runner. Like that's not like my workout of choice. I actually like it a lot more now than in the past just because I formed a healthier relationship with fitness. But mm-hmm. that was what I would think with working out was like forcing myself to do something. And so for starting, what you want to do is you want to start with walking to build that habit right? What you're going to, what that's going to allow you to do is find the time that's going to be realistic and that you can keep consistent. So for example, say you're going to go, say someone wants to start working out every day and they say, you know, what, I'm going to go after work and I'm just going to go on a walk outside. It's easier to get yourself to go on a walk outside when you have other things going on than to get yourself all the way to the gym. So that's why I like to do it that way. But also you're mm-hmm. going to see real quick if you're keeping it consistent or if things get in the way during that time frame. And when it comes to working out, my number one suggestion is doing it in the morning if you can or starting to wake up earlier so that you can fit that time in just because that's time for you that will never be interrupted. Like you'll never have to work late. Friends will never ask you to do plans that early. You won't have to go pick someone up or like run into an issue in the morning. That's a time that I think is really universally a time that people can keep consistent. So essentially to answer that question, I would say to start with walking. But also if you like working out after work, that's amazing too. But see a schedule that could work for you. Like maybe you want to start working out and you tell yourself, okay, three days a week, here are the days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that I'm going to start going to the gym and walking or going to the gym and doing this. Just figuring out what works for you, but knowing that forming the habits, the most important part, figuring out what's going to be realistic and sustainable is the most important part. And then also figuring out what you actually like to do physically for a workout. Because I think a lot of people, okay, whenever I say like a lot of people, I'm like talking about me in the past. And I'm always like, a lot of people, I'm like, no, this is literally just what I used to think. So I used to think that like you had to do, like working out wasn't fun. Like right now for me, working Mm -hmm. out is like the best therapy for, it's more for my mental health than it is for my physical health, which I would have never thought in a million years. But when I would work out in the past, when I was really cruel to myself and I, when I was struggling, it wasn't fun. It wasn't for my mental health. It was a punishment. And I was doing things that I didn't like. So another great way to work on creating a relationship with fitness and a habit is trying new things to find what you actually like, like trying YouTube workouts if you don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. going to a class, trying free classes around the place that you live, starting with walking, um, getting comfortable in a gym. One of my biggest things is I felt so weird going into a gym. Like I just felt uncomfortable. Looking back now, I'm like, okay, like that was more on me than the situation, like more in my head. But I started going to a gym when I felt more comfortable and walking on the treadmill. And then when I felt ready, I started doing things with weights. I started getting more comfortable with the environment. But the biggest thing I think is forming a friendship with fitness and finding what you like. I think I've tried probably like every workout under the sun. And now I like know things that I absolutely don't like and things that I love. Like hot yoga, that's an absolute hard pass for me every single time. Yeah, no, not my vibe. I get so bored. I don't like it. I get so much sweat in my eyeballs. It's like insane. Mm-hmm. Like for you, you burn like upside down. Yeah, it is not for me. I'm too sweaty for that. I can't even stand still on the mat. Like I'm that sweaty. I'm like, no, 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 no. The last time I did this, it was for my friend's bachelorette trip. And all the pictures, I look – I've never seen myself look grumpy like in pictures. I would literally look miserable. <laughs> like they send me this – my one friend sends me the pictures all the time. I'm like, oh my god. I'll do it for someone. But like I'm not going out of my way to go do that because I know that's not fitness that I like. I've tried things like boxing and I love boxing. I love strength training. I found that's what I could keep consistent and that's what set me up for success. But then there's other things like I tried a dance class and I was like, I could not wait to get out the door and I've never gone back, right? So it's finding and trying different workouts. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, that is completely fine. That's not for you. 
And if you do like it, then that's amazing. That's going to help you on your journey with building consistency. Yeah, I think also on top of finding out what type of workouts you like. So for example, say you really like boxing. Maybe you don't like one instructor that you take. Like sometimes it takes trying on different instructors and like seeing how they teach and finding one that fits best with your personality and the way that you like to be taught and have a class led is really important too. Even different studios and gyms, they all have different types of people, different clientele, different atmospheres. So finding the place that feels the most comfortable for you, I think that's why ClassPass is really nice because it allows you to kind of try out all these different studios and places in a more like no strings attached sort of thing. And then once you find what works for you, like stick with it. Don't feel this need to switch because right now online like CrossFit is trending or F45 or SoulCycle, like do what makes you happy and what makes you feel your best. I love that perspective and I love that note on ClassPass because since I just moved, I've been in North Carolina for two months and I've used ClassPass like nobody's business. And that is so true because I tried F45 back home in Michigan and I hated it. The instructors literally made me cry on a trial. And I was like, I'll never go back there. Like that was the worst experience ever. The people mm-hmm. were so mean. Me and my friend went to class went to that class and they not to scare people from going to a class because some people are just have bad days. And I think this person was just having a bad day. But we got in there at like like we were putting our stuff in the cubby at like seven o'clock and the class started at seven. And they like came over and yelled at us and we're like, there are other people that want to be here in your spot if you're not going to take this serious. Like we were literally trying the class. And I was like, I'll never step foot in F45 ever again. And then I came to Charlotte and there was one down the street and I'm like, okay, I can try it again. And I actually really liked it. But I like that perspective because there are so many options on ClassPass. And I know they have like free monthly trials for anyone that hasn't like gotten it or you get Mm -hmm. free credits. But that is a really great way to experiment and find what you like. Other things too are like forming habits with friends. Like my whole social time Mm -hmm. every single day in the morning. When I'm in Michigan, I'm really close with all of my friends um, that go to my gym. Like my gym basically I form friend groups with the instructors, with the people that go. So like that's social time for me and a workout. And I look forward to it. So it's like forming that relationship through the gym you go to or even bringing friends there. Like my roommates all ended up going to the gym with me because I brought them to the gym and that was something we got to do together. Yeah, I always find that like kind of making it an event for yourself and kind of hyping it up to be like as exciting as going for dinner or drinks with a friend makes it that much more enjoyable. And then you also have that accountability partner, right? Because you've set up this plan with someone else to go to this workout class or to go to the gym and do a workout. I know my friend Trin, she goes and does the Stairmaster with her best friend and they'll they'll talk and chat for like 45 minutes. That's so impressive. That's so impressive. Yeah, I could not do that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. That's so fun though. That's really, really fun. I like that. Yeah. So it's just like figuring out 45 minutes. I couldn't tell you the last time I went on a Stairmaster because I haven't had a membership to like a proper gym since before COVID. I've just been doing studio stuff or working with a trainer in a smaller gym that doesn't have one. So if I were to get on that right now, I think I'd be so out of breath. I wouldn't be able to talk. Oh my, I, okay. I've been doing it for two years at my gym that I go to five days a week and I've done it every, it's every class and I still cannot talk. Even if it's like a minute, I like, I could never do that. I'm like, kudos no. for them though. That's fun. Yeah. Honestly, goals. What would you say are the three biggest mistakes you see people do when trying to create new habits, change habits, essentially to live a healthier lifestyle? Okay. Number one would probably be thinking that they can do every single thing at once. 
and being like, okay, I'm working on my fitness. I'm working on my nutrition. I'm working on reading. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. No one, literally no one, not me, not anyone could ever do that. Like do everything all at once. My entire journey for changing my entire life, like my mental health, my physical health through habits happened primarily over like an eight month time span where you teach yourself how to form habits and you slowly add them in and then you build upon that. Other mistakes that I see people make are probably number two, be giving up when they mess up. So life is never going to be consistent. It's just not. You can Mm -hmm. never – something else is just randomly going to happen or you'll have a plan and it will just be like, whoosh, that went out the door. And so when it comes to your habits, my advice, like if you ever have a day where shit just hits the fan and it's not working, that's going to happen and that's like a time where you can give yourself grace but not throw it all away and just be like, oh, life's inconsistent today. That's okay. Tomorrow I'm going to do this. So instead of cutting kind of like down on yourself, kind of talking it out and being realistic with yourself, I mean like, okay, Mm -hmm. like that's okay. I'm going to get back into it. And then probably the third thing would be people comparing themselves to a timeline where people will Mm -hmm. say, um, oh, it takes three weeks to build a habit. Well, people say that and there's studies on it, but like, no. And then people say it takes 90 days or like 55 days or all these things to form a habit. From my perspective, you could form a habit in a week. You could form a habit in four months. It depends on the person, their life experiences, their upbringing, their their wants, their needs, things that they've learned, their specific situations to them. So for example, waking up early and creating the habit of going on a daily walk, it clicked so quickly for me because I did sports my entire life. So that five-day-a-week schedule, that's so engraved in my head. That was an old habit I basically tapped mm-hmm. back into. Whereas forming a nighttime routine took me four months because I was a basement child and I never had a nighttime routine from like the age that I was mm-hmm. nine. I was up till like 2 a.m. watching Degrassi in the basement when my mom was asleep. So it's like I did not have a nighttime routine and me forming it compared to someone else who was raised in a house that had a nighttime routine or like had some type of structure, it would be night and day, right? So I think that's where people mess up is comparing themselves or thinking that they need to be at a specific place by a certain deadline. Mm-hmm. Back to number two, not like sticking with things. For someone who maybe has a super like inconsistent schedule or their life is always changing, maybe they do part-time work and they're in retail so their schedule is different every single day or maybe they're traveling a lot. What would you say are your biggest tips to help those type of people stick to their good habits, like to find what their non-negotiables are so that they can continue to be consistent no matter what's changing in their life? So that's a really good question. So I get a lot of similar questions from people that are in that are nurses or shift workers, mm-hmm. right? Where you have that like on and off and your schedule is kind of ever changing and it's not consistent. And so my biggest piece of advice is to start forming your habits in a time block that's looking at the days that you know that you're not working. So for example, say you get your schedule and you know you're working Monday through Thursday, but not Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are the days you're focusing on building that either that morning routine, that nighttime routine, building that habit because you know you have time. And then even though they're not consistent week over week the same days, you know the routine that you're now doing on those off days. And then once you start doing that, that would be like step one to forming healthy habits, right? You're setting yourself up for success because you know that's when you have time. Or for example, say you work every single day and you can't do that but you know that there are certain days that you start later or earlier or have more time. It's looking at that schedule and seeing where your time is and what habits you want to make consistent. Once Now going off the shift worker example or the nurse example, say you always know you have four days on and three days off. 
Focus on those three days. And then once you start getting consistent and getting it down and understanding what works for you, then I would say create a variation that's realistic that you Mm -hmm. can actually do for those days that you're on. So for example, the way I want to explain this is my nighttime routine, Monday through Friday, is super consistent. I have 10, maybe it's like 12 steps now. It sounds crazy, but I have steps that I follow every single night. Now, days that I get a headache, all of that's out the window. I have a second routine that I'm doing. And so it's kind of the same as like how you break it up for the shift workers. When I'm in a position to succeed, I do all those steps, non-negotiable. Then when I have something else going on, I have a completely different routine. So when I have a headache, I know that I'm still um, doing my skincare, doing self-love. I'm still laying out my outfit for tomorrow and then I'm getting in bed, right? But when I am on, my routine's completely different. I'm tidying up my space downstairs. I'm tidying up my bedroom, my bathroom. I'm laying out my clothes or I'm doing skincare. I'm doing self-love. I'm laying out my clothes. I'm reading 10 pages. I'm visualizing my day for tomorrow. Like basically what I'm trying to say is I know that routine that I'm able to do it in a situation where I don't have that much time or I can't achieve everything. I'm taking out the unnecessary things and leaving in those core things that I need to focus on or that are non-negotiables, like washing my face, self-love, laying out my outfit and getting in bed, right? Things that I know Mm -hmm. I can do. And that routine didn't, it's kind of the same thing. I formed the consistent routine and then realized I was running into this problem, having headaches a lot of the time. So then it's the same thing like, okay, you have those consistent days and then you're running into the days that you have work where you have less time. What's the routine that's going to work there? What are those core things you're going to carry over? Mm -hmm. I love that. It's kind of just having like a plan A and plan B, maybe even a plan C that you tap into depending on what your life looks like that day. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Plan A, plan B, plan C. Yes. You have your multiple options. It's like, okay, you want chocolate ice cream or out of chocolate ice cream. Now I'm going to choose vanilla ice cream. I don't know. You go with your different options and you still move forward. Like you don't have to like completely backtrack. I think that's something that people forget. Like you don't have to be perfect every single day. It's about being consistent in a way that works for you. Yeah, I love that. Okay. I always like to close up my episodes asking for a good resource, a book, a podcast, someone they could follow. It could be related to habits. It cannot be like if you just want to leave the listeners with something, what would it be? Hmm, okay, I like this. My favorite book ever in the whole world and the first book that I read that kicked off my entire habits journey is called The Power of Habit by Charles Dung. I love him. I wish he was my uncle. I wish he was my neighbor. Like I love him so much. It is such an incredible book. I will say it is about 50% so freaking boring and 50% so brilliant, but the boring sets up the moments for the brilliance. So if you're reading it and you're like, this book sucks. The first few chapters are so hard. It does. And then it's like, it gets better and it teaches you so much. I credit so much of my growth to the fact that I decided to read that book. A second book, I just want to suggest one more because we kind of talked about waking up Mm -hmm. early, is The 5 a.m. Club. That book changed my life. So if you want to focus on the habit of waking up early, that is definitely, definitely a book that I would pick up. It's way more interesting than The Power of Habit, but my my loyalties are with The Power of Habit. I love that book. But The 5 a.m. Club is really great if that's a goal that you're working on. Now, other podcasts. I have my podcast, which is called Sad to Savage. I teach (laughs) so many healthy habits. Um, other podcasts, podcasts that I love. Let me think. I love Mel Robbins. I love, I don't know how the heck I would ever forget his name. Oh, Ed Milet. I love Ed Milet. Yes. <laughs> I love, there's one more that I'm forgetting. 
by the end of the day, sometimes my brain's like turned off. Like I'm like, oh no, I cannot think any longer. But those oh, were really great. When I'm getting my hair cut, my hair done late at night, I like can't form sentences. Like when I, because I always do my hair late at night for some reason. I'm like, what? But those are great resources. And then what was the last one? A person or like if they want to like, if you want to recommend like a person for people to follow or anything, like maybe a creator that you like looking up to. Yeah, I love, I've just recently gotten really into Mel Robbins. Oh, I love Brené Brown. I've been reading all of her books. She's incredible. She They're talks a so lot good. about so so good. She talks so much about shame and vulnerability. And I feel like all these are people that I look up to and that like I really aspire to be and I think are so insightful and so like educated in this field opposed to like going to it's things you can't learn in college. And mm-hmm. I just think that those are all really really incredible resources. Those are kind of the people I'm obsessed with right now. Okay. I love that. I'll link everything in the show notes so all of you guys who are listening can access all of that. But Shelby, plug yourself out. Where can the listeners find you? Where can they follow you? My podcast is called Sad to Savage. It's on Apple and Spotify. I'm pretty sure it's like everywhere podcasts can be listed. I just realized that like literally recently. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have just said that the whole time. My social media (laughs) is ShelbySacco5 on TikTok and on Instagram. And... I think that's all. Oh, also, I have a company that teaches six-week classes and then a company that sells daily greens that are on my pages if anyone's in the market for either. Oh, yeah. I saw the daily greens thing. Wait, tell me more about that because I'm so intrigued. I need to send you it. I need to get your address after this. So that's actually why I moved to North Carolina. So I own – it's my second company. It's called Memory, and it's a product for your brain-gut connection and, and brain gut nutrition. And it is really incredible. It's the only greens in the space that's a full serving of greens. And so I'm the CEO. I'm a co-owner. It's been really cool to watch it grow and build it, but it's an amazing product for across the board, the hydration, energy, natural energy. We have a clinically backed nootropic. I always have to like pause when I say that because it's so hard to remember. Clinically backed nootropic that literally boosts a key neuroprotein in your brain called BDNF production. And essentially it gives you the feeling of like a post-workout feeling. And I'm not just saying that it's like a clinically wow. proven result from this ingredient. It's like you feel like you just worked out, like your brain has like a surge of dopamine. And so I love my greens. I think they're amazing. I'm going to send you them so that you can try them. You can drink them hot or cold, but this is like my business girly era, I call it. Like learning I how love to that like for you. <laughs> things. Learning how to run, not just because all my stuff is based off of my um, social and teaching habits, healthy habits and routines. But it's been really interesting because it's like a new exploration in the health and wellness space in like a world that like I had no idea about. And I've never taken a business class in my life. And I'm just like, whoa, what's going on all the time? It's definitely like a fun time to learn. <laughs> like any entrepreneur, business owner, founder, like nine out of 10 times, I want to say none of them have taken a business course in their life. And like as a business grad, like I went to school and studied business. I started taking business courses in high school, unless it's like accounting or finance or something that's like very like math, like it's common sense, like like I marketing like is insight. pretty common sense. Like I don't know, like obviously, like there's like certain like strategies and ways to do things, but I think like business isn't that complicated. You can complicate it, but at the end of the day, you can honestly figure out anything. And as Lauren and Michael Bostick always say, like hire out your weaknesses. So. Oh my God. I love that. Very, I really, really, really support that. 
that's what I do with my business partner. Yeah. I'm like, he'll give me a task. I'm like, that's not in my wheelhouse. I will not be successful at that. I cannot do that. Who can we hire to do it? Or can you do that? But it's yeah. been really, really fun. But I'll send you my greens so that you can try them too. Oh I'm excited. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on the pod, Shelby. I really appreciate you sharing all of your wisdom. I've always loved following you and watching your content and it's helped me in my life. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm so glad that I could. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. Of course. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Morning Ray. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify is that is how you can help support the channel or the podcast. Sorry, I'm like up here in YouTube over here. That's how you can help support the podcast. I also love reading your reviews. It honestly makes my day. I love seeing you guys tag that you're listening to Morning Ray on socials or putting it in your favorite podcast or go-to podcast to listen to in your reels and TikToks. It honestly and truthfully makes my day. I'm not just saying that. Thank you so much for listening and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Liberty sees me. It stands by me and celebrates me for who I am. When I come into the office, I feel that I belong here. I don't have to be corporate America Gabby. I can just bring Gabby to work. Reach your potential and find a job you love at Liberty Mutual. We offer development training, rich benefits, and a culture that lets you bring your whole self to work so you can pursue your tomorrow today. Ready to consider a career at Liberty Mutual? Find out how at LibertyMutualCareers.com.